I'm back, nothing important. Who am I? An advocate of free speech. An advocate of self-expression. If you've listened to me, ladies and gentlemen, if you are blessed, if the heavens have come down before you and blessed you with the only blessing in this life that's worthwhile, a relationship, a personal relationship with a guy like me, then you know that I love when people are bold and courageous enough to speak their fucking minds. I take it all back. I take it all back. I was wrong. I was fucking horribly wrong. Not everybody should open their fucking mouth. There are so many factors. (laughs) There's so many contributing factors to why... I am so wrong about freedom of speech. Um, So strange nowadays. We have, uh, I think in any other time in history, this concept of an echo chamber has been existent, which is basically like people don't have have, uh, necessarily like original thoughts or they don't have their, uh, the higher functions of their brain in operation, you know? (laughs) Like we have the medulla, that area, the brain stem, that's the reptilian brain. No, not Joe Biden, not Hillary Clinton sucking baby blood. The reptilian brain is like motor functions. Um, It deals with your heartbeat. It is the primal brain. And uh, so it's not relegated to thought, more so functions of the body, movement. And then you have the midbrain. And the midbrain, they call like the mammal brain. And that deals more so with emotions and um, hormonal regulation. And then the higher brain. If anybody has watched The Matrix and you, you hear about the guy Neo, he's the one. Uh, Neo is referring to the neocortex, which is like the higher functions of your higher functioning faculties of the brain. What is essentially separating us from crocodiles and lions, what makes us a little bit different. And um, everybody knows there's two sizes, left and right hemisphere, creativity, logic. The point of what I'm fucking talking about is that throughout humanity, the average individual doesn't really have a, um, a life led by the higher brain. People typically are led by fears, anxiety, paranoia, which is the lower brain, that is the reptilian brain, or a life of escapism and submissiveness, which is the midbrain, it's your emotions, you know? Um, so you either in fight or flight, or you're in a constant state of being over-emotional and being a sheep, um, Fewer people are actually led by, uh, you know, the the higher functions of the brain. And this is why everybody shouldn't be fucking speaking, you know. (laughs) This is why everybody shouldn't be fucking speaking, you know. Who am I? You know, am I trying to exclude myself from this? Am I trying to say that I've never been in a state of fear? I've never been in a state of lower function. I've never been in a state of control. No, um, 
But I do think that certain individuals, it's like anything, you know, I've talked about ant colonies. I've talked about like a, a beehive. I've talked about the, the many functions of human society where you have individualized roles that may not be perceived on the grand scale, the importance of every individual role, but certainly we are all the human race moving as one body. And this kind of idea where we exclude one race or exclude one culture, or exclude one geographic people and try to write them off is stupid because they are part of the human race and they are contributing whether we like it or not, whether their actions are positive or not, they're contributing to the overall evolution and movement of the human race. And um, so I'm not excluding myself from the stupidity. What I am saying is that there are people who have, uh, I feel like natural roles in society and not everybody's role is to speak and share their fucking thoughts and be a philosopher, you know? But we do live in a time where because there are so many platforms to broadcast thoughts that the accessibility for everybody to kind of choose instead of being led by their natural tendencies, if that makes sense. So like if you think about a society for the bees where they evolved or adapted to a point where they didn't just create one beehive. You know, let's say a beehive has a thousand bees in it. However many fucking bees. I don't even know if it's that many. But however many goddamn bees a beehive has. Imagine if as a society, that group of a thousand bees advanced to the point where they didn't create one hive, but they created 20. They had 20 hives, still only a thousand bees, right? That would be considered abundance. They've, they've created sustainability past their need. They have plenty. And what would then happen in line with that abundance is that what was once before not an option is now an option. Choice. That's what's happened in human civilization. We're, we're no longer in a time where your life is going to pick a fruit off a tree, finding a mate, fucking them, and having children. And that being the purpose of human existence. We're no longer in that time because we've sustained ourselves past basic needs. To the point where there are generations and generations and generations of people that are born into uh, a consumption of a product that they had no part in creating, that their parents had no part in creating, that their parents' parents had no part in creating. They're living in structures and buildings with technology and food, and they have put no effort into having any of those things. It is truly a time of actual abundance if you really fucking think about it for most people, especially in America. And so once again, just like with those bees, if there's more than one hive, now you have in humanity too much goddamn choice. And so the guy who was born naturally with the genetic makeup that would make that person a, a worker. Now that individual has social media. <laughs> Now that individual has social media and they can take that hard work 
that tendency to work very, very hard and apply that to something that is not natural to them. And what would then happen over time is something artificial, not organic, but an artificial, um, an artificial lifestyle where somebody who genetically, naturally is a worker is now a preacher, is now somebody who's spreading philosophy. And we can kind of understand the macro danger of that, right? On a, on a smaller scale, that's just, you know, this individual, that individual that's, you know, kind of misguided of what they should actually be doing. And now they're online preaching every fucking day or every other day or posting videos or blah, 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 blah. And um, that's not their actual role in society. So the people who would then be looking for answers naturally, because like it or not, organically, humans still do need an order of leadership, um, and then people who are following. That is just how human nature, that's how the animal kingdom, that's how the nature of the universe works. There are people who are in roles of leadership. There are people who are under them. There are people who are um, following. That happens everywhere. It exists everywhere. The people who are then following in society, the people who are looking at these places that society deems to be... um, pedestals, that we, we place pedestals under the, the feet of people in these roles. Uh, now they're following somebody who is giving them artificial leadership because that person is not supposed to be a leader. They just work really hard. And we live in a time where anybody has access to be anything. And there's a danger in that. There's a, a danger in that. Some people argue like what creates the condition by which somebody can go online and be like a motivator. And some people would think it's based off of experience or accomplishment and to a great extent that is 100% true. To a great extent that is 100% true, um, I don't think that you can be somebody that can go and give advice on how to get rich if you've never been rich. I don't think you can go and give advice on how to uh, win a race if you've never won a race. I don't think you can give advice on how to overcome hardship if you've never overcome hardship. I agree with that 100%. And that same uh, mindset, and that same ethos, I also agree that you should not be somebody who is preaching uh, a philosophical idealism a way to look at the world if you're not a natural observer. And not everybody is a natural observer. You can use like the music industry, for example. We live in a time where once, once in the past, music was an organic function of society. There were people who were born with musical talents and that distinguished them from you know, the rest of the group, the rest of the population, people who are born that can't sing, people who are born that don't have an inclination to play an instrument, people who are born that don't have the brain to be able to study, comprehend, uh, you know, being a composer or scoring a soundtrack, people who are just not musical brained. And in the past, it was a very clear delineation. Like you had people who were talented as it pertains to music. And then you had people who were not And so the people who were talented, that cream rose to the top. And through the 
introduction or not an introduction, but the refinement of the music industry, the business aspect of it. You had people who were natural to their role, the sharks, the business people, the entrepreneurs came in and they, you know, took the talents of those musicians and they pushed into the public and they turned these things into kind of a science of music business, kind of a science of touring, of releasing music, of also then creating music, you know, refining the process by which music was created, where in the past it was an organic pursuit of expression by an artist, somebody who had musical talent, a poet, a writer, somebody played an instrument. And they would go through their own processes of creativity and thus new music will be born. The industry starts to develop and the new process is take the evidence of what created success in the past and apply that in a structured regimen to the development of newer artists. And what that has done over time is that now we exist in a place where music is no longer created by musicians, people who are natural and organically talented as it pertains to music. Now it has become understood scientifically in the science of the business of music that to generate most capital, the importance is not necessarily the talent or the organic uh, gifts that a musician has, rather the persona that is presented Rather, the broad likability of an artist. And thus, music has become watered down. And the artist has transitioned from somebody who's like naturally talented to somebody who is malleable and can appeal to a, a, a large quantity of people, a, a big general crowd, a pop artist. And that is happening elsewhere in society. So where we in the past had natural leaders of thought, where the talent or the organic, um, the talent or the organic nature of an individual who was like a thought leader in the past was observation. Somebody who can look at something that a large group of people looks at and they all look at it at the same time and that one individual sees what the rest of them can't see. For whatever reason, just like musicians, for whatever reason, their genetic lottery hit and they're, they're talented in those regards, thought leaders in the same way. But once again, industry interrupts that organic process and now we have an artificial thought leadership where it is just echo chambers. So in the same way that somebody who has never won a race, shouldn't be preaching about racing. In the same way that somebody who has um, never made a million dollars should be giving advice about how to make a million dollars, I think thought leadership should be, you, you, you can't be a thought leader if it is not organic and natural to be an observationalist, to have always had a clear uh, vision that is unique and important. Nowadays, what we have, because we have so many public forums, 
is a bill. It's like a billion people. I go on fucking Instagram and I'm scrolling and it sounds like a lot of critique. I'm just being very direct in my opinion. You know, I'm being extremely direct in my opinion because I think past self-aggrandizement, it's not me looking at myself like I am a thought leader. Or I deserve to be speaking and nobody else. There's a a million, two million, ten million people that deserve to be, not even deserve, but that should be um, listened to. So it's not an individual thing. It's just my opinion on the importance of putting the right people in the right roles. Because we see what is happening in society and it's, it's a mixed bag and there's so much area that needs help. It feels like every area needs help. And I think it's because you have people who are natural born carpenters um, or athletes who are fucking teaching people philosophy. You know what I mean? And you have have people who are natural born businessmen who are comedians. And you have people who are, you, you know what I mean? Like the only area that this is not happened yet is probably athletics because you can't lie about ability with athletics. There's no way to kind of move around a physical competition. You you can't bend the laws of the physical reality, but you can do so on the mental level. You can do so in so many ways on the mental level. So music is suffering because of this. Film is suffering because of this. Comedy is suffering because of this. You know, like how many times do I see a comedy show and it's not funny? It's like a fucking NLP TED talk. It's crowd work. It's crowd control. Cool. That's an incredible ability. But what happened to funny people? You know? And, you know, it just shows that that business is not about what, it's a, what, it, what, the, what the title implies. It has nothing to do with that. All of these industries at the forefront of it is money. You know? And so... It is of more importance to generate capital than it is to promote people who are actually good at the craft, you know? Um, And I think what the danger is past entertainment. I think with thought leadership, this is where it's getting crazy. This is where it's getting crazy. Like I was saying, I, I just scrolled through fucking Instagram and you see all of these people who you know that they have not spent a life with the lens of observation that they have not because there's no uh you know it's funny as well in america in particular i think the rites of passage in most people's eyes deal with like winning or losing you know and that is also such a stupid way to think about stuff like because nothing is fair You know, think about that on a grand scale. If we're only plucking the winners to be able to express or to be able to follow people who win, you can see how naturally society would decay after time because it's a rigged game. So quite literally, it's just (laughs) hand-picked winners a lot of the time. And those people don't even have the tools to lead. And so then you have other people following that. It's just, I mean, you can see how messy and confusing that would get, right? Um, 
it's, it's particularly dangerous with thought, though, thought leadership. We just saw, you know, there's so many examples of this. The fucking examples of this are abundant. It's, it's the fact that we live in a nation like Georgia in particular. Once again, I'm not into politics, but you got a guy, uh, you got a guy running for Senate. Raphael Warnock, um, first black senator. He was a minister at the church where Martin Luther King was, was a preacher. Uh, just incredible, like a resume that is in, incomparable to a lot of other candidates. Very educated, very intelligent, very knowledgeable, very qualified. And he's running against a guy who might quasi, you know, might quite possibly be retarded in Herschel Walker. <laughs> and that is a, a reality in this day and age because that's that's how quick that's how quick the fucking the torch can be passed to somebody who's unqualified just because of circumstance. And that's scary, man. That's scary that somebody like that even gets vetted through to that top level of being able to run against somebody who's qualified. A guy who literally is just a Heisman Trophy winner who was plucked to sit in that seat. That is a terrifying fucking thing. Scarier than that, though, that that is happening more and more. And there's so many people in important roles in society that are just as dumb as this fucking guy or not even just stupid because Herschel Walker's dumb. There's other people who are highly intelligent, but they have the same level of um, matchable skills as Herschel Walker to his role. So like the, the amount of qualifications that Herschel had to be a senator of Georgia is the same amount of skills or qualifications that a lot of other people have to be in very important roles, which is not a fucking lot. It's not a fucking lot. And the example of this on the largest scales is just trickling down and you go through social media, you go through the Internet and it's a lot of depression. I feel like it's a lot of depression. It's a lot of people bumping into, into each other in the dark. That's what I feel like the fucking Internet is. All these people that are pursuing dreams and purposes and they're not actual genuine, authentic dreams or purposes or finding the route that they're supposed to be taking in their life. They're misguided because of the echo chamber. You know, they're just repeating actions as a follower to the people that they see as authority, not even understanding the authority that they're perceiving is not somebody who organically or naturally should be in that role. And that dilution on the top, that watered down factor on the top, that watered down reality that this, it could have very possibly been Herschel Walker as a Georgia state senator. And that, even the fact that he ran and closely, you know, closely lost could trickle down to somebody who is maybe a student athlete. And then this message, which is pure retardation, it's not correct. It's it's the same mindset. It's the same methodology as everybody gets a fucking trophy or everybody gets a gold star. The fact that anybody could reach for any dream. I had to become extremely practical and logical at an early age. I grew up in the projects. I grew up in an environment where the ceilings psychologically are so low that people can't imagine themselves in certain roles. I'm not talking about their natural organic talents. All of that stuff goes out the fucking window because of circumstance. The circumstance puts you in a box where most young men 
only look toward a life of crime or a life of athletics. And since I wasn't inclined to go live a life of crime, my 5'11", Puerto Rican, unathletic self had delusions of making it to the NBA. So I am speaking from experience. I'm not speaking from a high horse. I once upon a time thought I had a shot of making it into the NBA. And I had to grow up and recognize that that is not only not plausible, but it's mental illness. Regardless of whose fault it is, you could blame society, you could blame my parents. The, re- the reality is that that is a mental illness that I could not look in the mirror and assess correctly that that is an impossibility, not because of negativity, but just because I'm fucking 5'11", <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm not athletic. But that same realization should occur with, with most people as they grow up. That maybe they're not what they're pursuing. Maybe they're not a thought leader. Maybe they're not this. Maybe they're not that. Maybe they're just trying to escape from what is perceived as a mundane reality. And they're they're following leadership of people who have conned their way into spots that are not organically theirs. We all can separate in our hearts the real from the bullshit. But what it becomes harder is to put up blinders when we see somebody who's highly successful. When you see somebody who's highly successful, justification comes in. Justification pops in your brain where you can negate the fact that you can witness that that person has no talent. You can witness that that person is not good at what they're doing. You can witness that that person is not right for the job. You can witness that that person is doing the wrong thing. And what shines through when all those things are blinded is the fact that they're successful, consistently successful, and they're making money. And that's a huge problem in society, not just because of what everybody recognizes as a big puppet show or an illusion, but the trickle-down. How many years young people are spending pursuing things as a means to an end? This will make me rich, and then so tricking themselves that they even had that thought and saying, this is my purpose. If this person wasn't naturally a great speaker, and now they're a public speaker, that must be my purpose. You know what I mean? It's no question when you see savants, but that's what we should focus on a little bit more. You look at Martin Luther King, and the guy was an incredible talent. Wasn't just educated, wasn't just purposeful, wasn't just moral. He had a talent. He had a gift at public speaking. It was talent, and that's out of the window in 2022 because guys like Herschel Walker can run for fucking Senate. It's scary, man. The shit is scary. It is really fucking scary. And um, I think at large scale, people need to have like a, I don't know if it's like a reality check. I don't know if it's like a fucking, something has to happen. And I'm not one to put the responsibility of the onus on the people who are perceived as authority because that takes away power from the individuals. I think people need to have a revolution, a paradigm shift where they sit back and recognize it's not about, you know, like it's made to seem in the public eye how daunting a task is 
is what needs to be overcome. The mentality of overcoming negativity, the mentality of fighting your demons of, you know, because everything online is motivation, inspiration, all this shit. I don't think that's what the problem is. To me, people are in a cyclical loophole of despair and confusion, not because of a lack of success, but because they are diluting, they're, they're delusional. They're lying to themselves or they're tricking themselves without even knowing it. You know, pursuing things that are not natural, pursuing things that they're not good at, that they don't really even love as a means to an end. Think about it like in context as well. All those um, consensus, um, the popular jobs or roles in society that always changes from era to era from civilization to civilization i imagine before there were entertainers before there were politicians and you know ancient societies the most favorable roles most men would fight over being regardless of their capability you know what i mean like if there was people that were native to the desert and the guy that got paid the most or had the most success or the most adoration in his tribe was the guy that took the walk to go find the oasis, to find some water for the rest of the people. And when he came back, that guy always got his dick sucked by the prettiest girls. I, I imagine every guy was fucking lining up. And even there was a guy on the line that had one leg. And it was not very fucking practical <laughs> that that guy would go and get the fucking water, right? But the... The prospect, the uh, possibility of getting your dick sucked by all those pretty girls and everybody loving you would override the reality that the guy who's going and getting the water for the rest of the village naturally has more endurance and has strong legs and can bear the heat. It's just nature. It's just fucking nature. And people don't want to look at it like that. I think that's what has to shift. I don't think this is an issue of motivation I don't think this is an issue of effort. I don't think this is an issue of hard work. I think sometimes those mindsets can be poisonous and we can um, drown ourselves in a mentality of force and a mentality of willful changing of your circumstances without the acknowledgement of real limitation, of physical, mental psychological limitation. Not everybody is the same. Not everybody can take the same shit. Not everybody can think the same thoughts. Not everybody can have the same vision. Not everybody has the same body. And if that is a reality, then we have to deeply inspect people who are in their roles and understand that they're not there just because they work really fucking hard. When you get... This is what what is blurred for a lot of individuals is... People think, because there's like a talent pool, right? And the cream that rises to the top is the hardest worker in that talent pool. Like once you get to the highest levels of pretty much any competition in any industry, all those people are very, very talented. All of those people are very, very talented. And the margin by which somebody wins and loses, it becomes very, very narrow. 
You see this in the Olympics when you get the top athletes from around the planet and they go and they race. The margin for a win or a loss is milliseconds. That's how it is in many industries. That's the importance of hard work. The importance of hard work is to delineate the winners and losers at the very, very, very fucking top. But what everybody's negating when you're watching that fucking race is the gap between those people and 99% of the population. Your body doesn't, it's anatomically not even structured, bone structure-wise, to compete in the most minor way against these people. They're freaks. They're freaks. And so society, if you take that from a physical standpoint, you take that metaphor and you apply that same logic to the mental side, to the artistic side, to these other areas and arenas of competition, you can understand the same fucking rules apply. This is not to dishearten anybody. This is not to distract anybody. This is not to tell anybody that they can't fucking achieve. I'm talking about uh, why society's fucked up and why a lot of people feel lost because they don't have the ability to outside of their cell phone or the people that they consider leadership have a clear vision of what they are. They can't be deterministic of their reality in a logical way because of the echo chamber. Everybody online watching these fucking motivational videos and this, that, and the, you know, it's, 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 it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Um, when 99% of those people are just repeating shit that they heard somebody else say. They don't have original thought. They're not creatives. They're business people. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're business people. They're not even what you think they are. And you're trying to be a watered down version of a watered down version that found success for whatever reason that they found success. You know? How many people in, in society base 5, 10, 20, 30 year pursuits not off of an intuitive understanding of what they're good at um, or their purpose, so to speak. Because when you find that intuitive understanding of what you are good at, that does not guarantee you a win. That doesn't guarantee you a win. We just talked about that. There are people who are anatomical freaks, that their muscular and bone structures are not like the average individual and they have the potential to win a gold medal. That doesn't guarantee them the gold. There's so many other factors. There's the extreme hard work. There's the right timing. And there is the little bit of luck that you don't fucking twist your ankle on the way to, you know, buying an ankle, buying a fucking a brace or some shit. You know, your plane doesn't crash. There's so many factors contributing up to a win. When people find their purpose, people find that intuitive understanding of what they should be pursuing all that guarantees is that you found your path. It doesn't guarantee you any success. And the issue right now is that everybody's off of their fucking path. They're, they're pursuing shit that is not really genuine to self. And so with the natural suffering that life would bring anybody who is on their path, even if you found your fucking purpose, the daunting task of every day repeating that and staying true to self and getting better and working hard and competing against the talent pool of people who are actually talented within that respective craft 
All of those things are extremely daunting and difficult. There is the added suffering of a lot of people experiencing all of those things on a path that is not even theirs. That's not organic to them. Pursuing something that they're, they're not good at. Pursuing something that is not genuine to them. And I really do think it's a perspective thing. If people could really analyze shit correctly, the root of inspiration, was it truly an intuitive understanding of this is what I should be doing? And this is something that is natural to me. And I've kind of, for, for one way or another, been doing this my entire life. Or is it a means to an end? Is this me adopting a dream to escape from self-perceived pity or self-perceived woes? Is it me adopting somebody else's dream because they had a really good sales pitch? If I could get into real estate, I could be a billionaire. And then somebody convinced themselves that they're a salesman. If I could get into music, then I could have all the girls to like me. And they're really just negating the fact that they have no musical talent. If I could get into public speaking, then, you know, I could be this different person negating the fact that they have nothing to fucking say. You know, if I could be a thought leader, if I could be a creative negating the fact that they have not been particularly creative for the rest of their goddamn life. The evidence is there and it sounds harsh. It's just reality. It's something, once again, I had to come to terms with when I was younger, when I, I still love basketball. I still love basketball. It's like a fucking, the only way I could relate it to people is like a love that I had when I was a fucking child with a, you know what I'm saying? Like my first heartbreak, realizing like, this is not going to work, son. (laughs) It's not in my fucking cards. And so I can go play for love, but I can't, you know, it would be very illogical for me to continue sitting around and dreaming that I could be LeBron James one day. It's not me. It's not me. And that is missing in society, you know, a collective shift away from the end and an understanding that nothing is guaranteed. Uh, Failure is a guarantee for everybody. Wins are not a guarantee for everybody. But there would be a lot more emotional clarity, a lot less depression, a lot less angst, a lot less pain if people could just see very clearly in front of them their path, what they're supposed to be doing, what they're organically and naturally good at, and take that foundation and build upon it. Not adopting something because you saw somebody else be savvy and be crafty and make it to the top in that industry, but that's not really what they're supposed to be doing. Because once again, if you look at the macro, that's why shit is fucked up. Because Herschel Walker was almost the senator of Georgia. Think about that. This shit is crazy, man. This shit is crazy. Um, Just some fucking thoughts. This is not motivation. This is perspective. This is perspective. And I hope for anybody who's listening, uh, it's not taken painfully. It's not taken... With anger, it's not taken as like, you know, hate speech, however anybody fucking takes this. I want to give like a directive of how this information should be ingested um, because I think sometimes people say stuff. There's this mass effect as well of if you grew up in a church, you probably relate to this. You'd be sitting in a church and you go into the church and you feel fine. You don't feel guilty. You don't feel any type of shame. 
and the pastor or the preacher who has a very experienced bag of knowledge, an experienced bag of tricks, uh, starts throwing out these general triggers that uh, for most people would elicit emotions of guilt or shame. And the tactic here is to get people nice and sore and feeling guilty before they ask for money. But what happens a lot of times is people leave church and say, yo, I feel like the pastor was talking to me today. You ever feel like you were sitting there and I felt like they were talking to me? No, they're not talking to you. They're throwing out general triggers to try to hook people in so they can get the fucking money. This is just psychology. And, you know, the bigger the bag of tricks, the more it could be fucking very real for you. But it's not it's not real. It's not real. Uh, The only reality is that if you are off of your path, you are guaranteeing yourself more suffering, artificial suffering outside of the organic suffering that we must all experience. So the way that I would say this is the instructions to digest this information is take this as it is harsh, but it is not motivation. It's perspective. It is perspective to analyze self and to be honest. Nobody is guaranteed a win. Are you at least pursuing something that you actually love? That you're actually in alignment with? Or is this just something you're pursuing because there's a possible win in your in your mind? You've de- you made it a delusion in your brain that it will bring you millions and millions of dollars. If it's the latter, think about it. Think about it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are continuing listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Go on to my Instagram, like the post, like the reels. Until next time.